This is Shi'ar Jeshub, a Bible study program coming to you from Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut. Hi, I'm Patty Scalzo, and today we will be continuing the Through the Bible Study series entitled Heavenly Authority. My husband, Pastor Greg Scalzo, has been in the book of 1 Samuel. In our last broadcast, Pastor was in the section on the coronation of Saul at Gilgal as Israel's first king. And when we left off, he had just begun reading in chapter 12 the serious address which the prophet Samuel gave to the people. Now, let's rejoin Pastor Greg. It says, Now Samuel in chapter 12, verse 1, said to all Israel, Indeed, I have heeded your voice in all that you said to me, and have made a king over you. And now, here is the king walking before you, and I am old and gray-headed, and look, my sons are with you. I have walked before you from my childhood to this day. Here I am. Witness against me before the Lord and before his anointed. Whose ox have I taken? Or whose donkey have I taken? Or whom have I cheated? Whom have I oppressed? Or from whose hand have I received any bribe with which to blind my eyes? I will restore it to you. And they said, You have not cheated us or oppressed us, nor have you taken anything from any man's hand. Then he said to them, The Lord is witness against you, and his anointed is witness this day, that you have not found anything in my hand. And they answered, He is witness. Remember, we have a transition here. We have a transition from the Shaphet, the judge. Samuel will be the last judge to the kingship. Samuel is relinquishing the leadership of these tribes to Saul. He will still stay as a priest, as a prophet, but as a leader, he's ending his ministry. And in ending his ministry, he wants to have an account by the people of what he's done. He wants to get the record straight. He wants the record clear about his ministry. He said, I have walked before you from my childhood to this day. And we've seen it, right? We've studied Samuel's life. We've seen Samuel as a baby, the miracle of his birth. We've seen Samuel, the little boy who serves at the tabernacle in Shiloh, who helps old Eli wearing his little linen ephod. We've seen his dedication to God. We've seen Samuel grow into the prophet ministering before the Lord at Shiloh at a time when the word of the Lord was rare. We see Samuel after the fall of Shiloh when they've captured the ark and the ark is returned and has to be kept in a house and the people are so depressed and dejected. How Samuel calls for a national repentance of Israel at Mizpah and how then at Mizpah there's a victory over the Philistines, they drive back the Philistines and they set up the large stone, the Ebenezer stone. And we've seen Samuel then, as he's growing old, becoming a judge. He's judged Israel all the days of his life, it says in the scriptures. And he's gone on a circuit like the circuit riders. 
and he goes every year from Bethel to Mizpah to Gilgal back to Ramah, giving the word of the Lord, giving the judgments of the Lord. I have walked before you from my childhood to this day, he says. I am old and gray-headed, and look, my sons are with you, and I have walked before you from my childhood to this day. We've seen Samuel rejected by the people. They use his wicked sons as a justification to reject him and ask for a king, when all his life he's just been in service to them. And Samuel wants the accounts straight. Here I am, witness against me, testify against me. Before the Lord, before his anointed the king, have I taken anyone's ox? Whose donkey have I taken? Or whom have I cheated? Whom have I oppressed? Or from whose hand have I received any bribe with which to blind my eyes? He's given them pure justice. He hasn't benefited. He hasn't profited personally. He's been faithful to God all these years simply because he wants to serve God. And they know it. They said, you have not cheated us or oppressed us, nor have you taken anything from any man's hands. Everyone knows his character. Everyone knows his honesty. Everyone knows his integrity. You think ahead to the New Testament, to 1 Corinthians chapter 9, how Paul will say in verse 18, What is my reward then, that when I preach the gospel, I may present the gospel of Christ without charge, that I may not abuse my authority in the gospel. Paul wanted to give the gospel without charge. He had a right to receive wages, but it was his joy just to do the service of God, to discharge the trust. And Samuel's of the same personality. He's done it all in service. He hasn't cheated anyone. He hasn't judged wrongly for personal benefit. And they know it. Everyone knows, verse 4, Samuel's character. And then he said to them, verse 5, The Lord is witness against you. Because they know his character, their own testimony that he has not cheated them, he has not done any wrong to them, is a witness against them. The Lord is witness against you, and his anointed is witness this day, that you have not found anything in my hand, no wrong. In his hand. And they answered, He is witness. Then Samuel said to the people, It is the Lord who raised up Moses and Aaron, and who brought your fathers up from the land of Egypt. Now that he's shown his innocence, he has testified and has had them testify to the fact that he's done nothing wrong. Now he takes the focus off himself and he brings it onto the Lord. He said, well, why did he focus on himself first? Because a person's actions give a testimony greater than words. You know, sometimes people speak with very flowery words. They say things people want to hear, but their actions are unjust. You see that many times in ministries, how ministries can fall because of bribes and money and immorality and a lack of character. And here they had someone with character here they had someone that they knew he had integrity, and it wasn't good enough. They wanted a king. And 
Unfortunately, many times people do not gravitate to character. And so they get the leaders they deserve. We're speaking about authority here. We're speaking about heavenly authority. And when God does raise a people of integrity, many times the people that they are to minister to don't appreciate it. They want the show. They want the power. It's not enough to have character, but it's the character that's going to determine whether something goes right or goes wrong. And you know it in our politics, how often when we choose national leaders or local leaders, character has a little role, but who can advertise or who has the best hairdo or speaks with the nicest tongue and flatters people and has the most charisma usually gets the votes. And character only starts to matter when we see what happens, how when immoral character can bring down a nation, then all of a sudden people appreciate for a short time someone with integrity or someone with character. So Samuel is God's choice of judge. It's important for him to make them understand that it's not right what they've done to reject him. But more importantly, it's wrong because they rejected God. And now he goes into that section. He says, it is the Lord who raised up Moses and Aaron and who brought your fathers up from the land of Egypt. Now, therefore, stand still that I may reason with you. That word, confront you with evidence, like a, a court case, like a trial. That I may reason with you before the Lord concerning all the righteous acts of the Lord, which he did to you and your fathers. He's going to make them stand still. He's going to silence them with logic. He's going to give them historical evidence to make the point, and when he's done, they won't be able to speak. He's really ruining the party here. They're having a good time, and he's going to ruin it by bringing up history, by reminding them of facts. You know, facts can't be changed. We can try to change them. You know, many times our minds rationalize. We rework the facts. We rework the past. But you can't do it with God. God knows what's happened. He knows the past. He knows the future. Someday before the judgment seat, it'll all be laid out. And here Samuel lays it out before them. He reasons with them. And the fact is, it's God who has delivered them. He says in verse 8, When Jacob had gone into Egypt, and your fathers cried out to the Lord, then the Lord sent Moses and Aaron, who brought your fathers out of Egypt, and made them dwell in this place. It was God who brought them out. The Lord delivered them supernaturally. Verse 9, the sin. And when they forgot the Lord, their God, he sold them into the hand of Sisera, commander of the army of Hazor, into the hand of the Philistines, and into the hand of the king of Moab, and many others also. And they fought against them. And you see here the nature of God. From this section that we're going to read, it becomes very, very clear how God deals with a nation. The Bible tells us clearly the way of God. Now, if someone wants to rip a page out of the Bible, go ahead. But this section is very clear. God is the one who protects. God is the one who delivers. And then they sin, and then they forget the Lord. They forget who God is. They go after pagan gods. Then God sells them over to the hand of Sisera and the Philistines and the Moabites. Then verse 10, then when they get in trouble... When they see disaster, what do they do? Then they cried out to the Lord and said, We have sinned 
because we have forsaken Yahweh the Lord and have served the Baals and the Ashtoreths. But now deliver us from the hand of our enemies and we will serve you. They cry out. They've served. They've become like the pagans. They've done the things of the pagans. They've worshipped the pagan ways. They've acted immoral like the pagans. But now they're in disaster and they run back to Yahweh. Save us now, they cry out, and we will serve you. What does God do? God hears them. That's how much he loves them. Because they're the people that have his word. They're the people that are called by his name. And so it says, and the Lord sent Jeroboam. Jeroboam, that's, if you remember, that's Gideon. That was the name his father gave him when he saves his life from the men of the town. Beden, that's probably Barak. Jephthah and Samuel. These are just some of the judges he sent. He would raise them up and send them as instruments of deliverance and delivered you out of the hand of your enemies on every side and you dwelt in safety. Every time he would hear them and they would be delivered. This is a good summary of all we studied in the book of Judges. God delivers and then what do they do? They go right back to sinning. Sin separates us from God. Then they get in trouble, they cry out. There's a type of repentance and then when there's a repentance God's hand returns and they're blessed and delivered again. You have been listening to the teaching ministry of Greg Scalzo, pastor of Shear Jeshub Christian Tabernacle of Madison, Connecticut. Shear Jeshub Christian Tabernacle meets every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. in the upper room of the Madison Memorial Hall on Meeting House Lane in Madison, Connecticut. 